0: hello
1: everybody this is the bonus episode podcast 474 conversation street i'm gemma
0: i'm michael hello
1: um, Michael always tries to psych me out by telling me I have to say it a specific way and I never know what I'm supposed to be saying. This is the you bonus one. You know what one. you're signing
0: out for everybody when you clicked on this. It's, it's a special catch profile, this thing.
1: So, Michael, what are we doing today?
0: <laughs> nice. I don't really know.
1: See how I rehearsed? That was so
0: natural. Yeah. Definitely, I had not told Gemma to ask me who we're covering today. It's Mavis Wilton, of course. Acting. Mavis Riley. It Riley Riley is. <laughs> And this is a character that I've been meaning to do as a profile for years and years and years. And long-time listeners of the podcast may even be surprised that we haven't covered her yet. Because she's a fairly, fairly big name in Corey history, isn't she? Well,
1: we've, we're missing a few others.
0: We're missing a few, but not many. I mean, when we first started the podcast, we did character profile every week. And that lasted for a good, I don't know, three, four, five, I don't, I don't even know. And then I kind of realised...
1: Three, four what? Years. Right,
0: And then I kind of realised that we were going to run out soon, which is why we then started doing like the listener questions and a few more interviews and the feature discussions and things like that. But um, after, you know, around that time, I was thinking, we're going to run out of characters. But there's still a few that we need to do and a few big ones as well. There's Mavis we hadn't covered. And Alf um, is another one that we still haven't got ah. around to doing. And they ju- they've both been on the back burner for literally years now. And I knew that they would take a lot of effort to... And, you know get the notes and everything for because there were such big names and um finally the time has come and i think it's because we've just finished watching 1997 on the dvds um mavis has also not too long ago left on the itv3 classic horror repeats the the time feels right now That's to finally right,
1: yeah. tell her story yeah
0: and before we started watching the dvds and, and going back in time last year you didn't really know much about Mavis, did you? You knew that she was a big name and you knew that she was a very beloved character. Yep. But had no experience of watching her to find out why but nope. you have become a bit of a Mavis convert am I right to say?
1: I thought she, she's good isn't she?
0: She's fantastic. <laughs> Absolutely love Mavis and I'm looking forward to being able to reminisce and chat back over her most memorable moments in the podcast today.
1: I think her and her double act with Rita was like one of my favourite ongoing relationships in all of Corrie.
0: Well she was part of two great double acts wasn't um, she with her and Derek as well yeah. and, and and you might as well throw in her and Victor Pendlebury as well which had its moments Though interestingly she came into the show as a friend of Emily's, didn't she? She, she appeared at um, Emily's engagement party, I think, when oh, she was yeah. getting um, oh. when she was engaged to Ernest. <clears throat> but I think as time went on, she definitely became much well, more well known for weren't. her other relationships. Yeah. So um, let's let's run down Mavis's vital statistics, Gemma. I'll hand mm-hmm. this one over to you.
1: Um, Mavis was born on the 7th of April 1937 to Tom and Margaret Riley. She married Derek Walton in 1988. She first appeared on the 11th of August 1971 and she last appeared on the 10th of October 1997. She's been in 1000. 787 episodes and she's played by Thelma Barlow. I like
0: how you said she's been in 1787 episodes, that kind of gives the possibility that there's still a chance for her to come back rather yeah. than she was in yeah. which would mean a bit more definitive you, yeah. end to it. I, so everything I, to, I say is deliberate. I <laughs> I think the way that Thelma has been speaking over the years means that a return to the calls is somewhat unlikely Yes, but I mean I always uh, you know have hope especially when the anniversaries and everything turn round but um she's Thelma is um is getting on a bit now one might say because although Mavis herself was born in 1937 Thelma Barlow was born in 1929 so (laughs) she's she's 92 now um
1: well
0: you know just like the Queen's ticking along a good she is ticking along very nicely um she was born in Middlesbrough And she wasn't actually an actress straight away. She did various kind of secretarial sort of jobs at first, whilst at the same time she was taking private acting lessons and, um, when she first um, made her stage debut she was working with this company called the Joan Littlewood Theatre Group um, and that included acting alongside Michael Caine <laughs> I love these stories about about you know the real old school Corrie actors and actresses and the and sort of people that they trod the boards yeah. with back in the day Michael Caine blimey just imagine that things could have been different we could have had Michael Caine on Coronation Street oh and, and Thelma only blown the bloody doors off I, <laughs> how, how different wow. life could have been
1: universe although
0: I think maybe Michael Caine would probably be better suited to EastEnders. although I don't know, maybe he could have been Mike Baldwin in another, in another world
1: who's to say he didn't <laughs>
0: audition so Delmert did loads of theatre and radio work um, at first and then she moved into a TV moved into a tv she's like like, oh it's
1: very (laughs) snug but
0: it'll do um she she moved on to tv she was had like a couple of episodes in shows like vanity fair stranger in the hills adam smith none of which i've heard of Oh, adam smith yeah you know are you sure
1: that's a a tv show i'd
0: like i'd like to be able to say things like you know the bill or if you're looking a bit farther back like zed cars but as far as as i can tell she wasn't any, any of that sweeney yeah, you know, but she was um she was spotted whilst performing at the Liverpool Playhouse, um and then encouraged to audition for Coronation Street and then um, yeah, that that was history really. She got uh when she came to Granada Studios for an audition, apparently she got herself in trouble a little bit for sitting in Doris Speed's chair because they were especially territorial over their seats in the green room back then or particular actors and actresses were and i think oh, um if, if, yeah sitting in doris b's chair that's like you don't want to sit in her chair saying. you don't want to sit in Vi carson's chair don't want to sit in don't pat Venus's chair. chair i think they're the three chairs that you don't need to sit no, on don't go
1: anywhere
0: near them um but you know it couldn't have been too bad because she still stayed on coronation street for uh, you know, 25 years so didn't blot copy copybook too much. Um She was only in the show for a couple of episodes, like a handful of episodes in the first couple of years, in 71 and 72. Like, over those two years, she was just in three episodes. So, definitely, definitely a um, uh, minor, minor recurring... um No, that's not really right at all. Recurring roles when you come back, isn't it?
1: What are you saying? She was
0: a very, very minor part um, and they did, but then they saw the potential in the character and yeah. in Thelma herself. And from 1973, that's when she came full time, um, on Coronation Street. And the backstory to Mavis goes that she had a very, very strict Methodist upbringing. Um, and... She, I don't know what
1: all these Well, that
0: Well, that's a, like. that's a denomination of, of C of E. I mean, I, I my, my friend Mark was, um... It was, was a methodist church and i think from what i remember they've got stricter rules around alcohol or at least they did they certainly would have done in mavis's time like very strongly discouraged not to drink um
1: discouraged to drink
0: discouraged from drinking yeah <laughs> um which is interesting because her parents ran an off license mavis's parents which um despite not drinking herself mavis kind of did a bit of work there when she was little and she I mean, continued to live with her parents cuz then you will not
1: be tempted I mean, you, by the merchants it's
0: like it's like putting Peter in charge of the robes, yeah. isn't it he, he thought that was a good idea so uh, yeah mavis left school in fifth form which was i will say a 16 or so um i think i think it's like the equivalent of GCSEs she didn't know. that i i'm just saying what i think cuz sixth form is your a levels, isn't it these days i
1: don't
0: know yeah definitely definitely i don't is. know I'm i've never teacher.
1: we never did forms
0: at school <laughs> um yeah, it's all this sort of changed now, isn't it? Um, but she didn't stay on to do her A levels or whatever it is back then because her mum didn't think you needed a, um, a good education to be a good wife.
1: I mean, back in the day, I'd argue it probably even got in the way of it.
0: Probably did, didn't because it? Because if you made start you think,
1: and start getting ideas, like, I don't think that's right, dear. They they tend to get annoyed, don't they, husbands?
0: Yeah, and uh, that's, it's kind of <laughs> that fits for Mavis, I think, because. Um, she certainly was a very under the thumb character. She wasn't the brightest button, was she? Although to be fair, I mean, I, I wonder how many women did go on and do, you know, educa- uh, you know education post sixteen back in the the forties or whenever it was. Probably not so many. But um, but wanting to be a good wife certainly fits, and um, she was very very subservient sort of character, wasn't she? Which I guess was the influence from the from those strict parents. If
1: that's how you define a good wife, Michael. Then.
0: Back, back in the day, enough. back in the day.
1: Just
0: saying. <laughs> so she kind of moved, uh, Mavis did, between shop and secretarial work. Um, but in 1971, she got a job on the Mark Britton Warehouse, which was the big you know, big warehouse they had on the opposite side of the street where all the nets and everything are. Uh, she was a clerk at a in, in the wages office, and it is then that we got introduced to her at Emily and Ernest's engagement party. And um, we saw her... Initial episodes when we were watching the DVDs, and she made quite an impression because she was this very, um, very kind of mousy, quiet, um, I wouldn't say boo to a goose kind of character who came along to the wedding, and Ina Sharples. It's also quite interesting, considering her that was the engagement religious party leanings. The yeah, the engagement party. I- Ina Sharples persuaded Mavis to let her hair down a bit and have a gin, which then made her get a little bit tipsy, and she started spouting on about how bitter she was that she was um, that she was going to Emily's engagement party, and I think Emily was younger than Mavis, and she was and she's like this old spinster who hasn't been, <laughs> hasn't been married yet, and then she kind of let the truth all come out. So be careful when was, Mavis yeah. is on the on the booze.
1: It was. I think it was quite funny because she was basically introduced as like what Emily could have been, you know, mm. like a, a bitter old spinster who gossips and gets drunk at a.
0: Yeah, Is she de- she party. definitely. I mean, the the character of Mavis that we grew to know and love certainly was in no way fully formed there, and we could yeah. see some some differences. But um, yeah, the 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 roots were there at least. It's definitely worth hunting down that episode if you haven't seen it.
1: Yeah, she meets Jerry Booth at Emily and Ernest's wedding in
0: 1972. Oh, Jerry Booth. And
1: takes a shine to him. And this, this is was like the really most sweet. tragic
0: love story on Coronation Street because of how it was so sad in real life, what happened to I know, um,
1: this was like, this was a glimpse Everfield. at a parallel universe of Coronation Street because it was clear that they intended Jerry and Mavis to be a couple. Hmm. And it unfortunately didn't happen because, as you said, the actor who played Joe yeah, died very unexpectedly and very young.
0: Yeah, he was thirty-four, I think, or the, either he was 34 or the character was thirty-four. They both were. It was really, really horrible. But we got to see um, them sort of fall in love, and they They're they were date. so well suited to each other, weren't they? Because she was very you know, quiet and and mild mannered and like subservient, like I said, and, and he was as well. He was a real gentle soul. And um, they were they were so well suited for her, each other, but it was interesting seeing who she ended up dating later on with with Victor and Derek, who were both very kind of Lustery, pompous yeah. and blustery, yeah, blustery, very, um, you know, elegant, they, they, yeah, ex- ex- exactly. And um, it treated Mavis badly, really. In, well, in yeah, many they ways. just
1: wanted somebody to bulldoze over, didn't they?
0: Yeah, whereas um, whereas these two were just really really sweet.
1: Well, Jerry was very gentle. Yeah kind of sweet man
0: yeah i mean it, it was i mean what we've seen recently with, well. yeah what we've seen recently with nina and seb is it's not exactly the same
1: not at all but
0: it's sweet their relationship the way that it was and also it came together the
1: thing is though it it was you know one date they went on i think that i remember watching i don't know how much they dated in the show so it's all very well saying it was wonderful but who knows how much how much mileage you could have gotten out of that i don't yeah, know but I, mean, uh, I, I enjoyed watching them together
0: yeah so it was, it was down to De- jerry that she ended up getting the job in the cabin because this was 1973 and i think when the, the cabin first opened and he recommended oh here comes the cat we're just going to take her bell off get your bell off abby he don't want to be jingling through this so she she yeah, she um has this job interview with rita ends up hiccuping her way through it which was brilliant um,
1: yeah, because she was so nervous. She, yeah, so
0: nervous about this whole and it, it just kind of it was her character down to a tee, wasn't it? And and yeah, she always kind of got herself into these situations.
1: Yeah, and um, her relationship with Rita, it was like it was almost like they were sisters at the end. Where, um, but but kind of Rita always thought she was better and cooler than Mavis, and she kind of tolerated her with a sort of ironic kind of. You know, like she, she always, always, always looked down her nose at Mavis, didn't she?
0: Well, the world did, didn't? Yeah, didn't? I mean, Derek did. Yeah, I think he didn't mean to. I think, I think Rita was more, you know, purposefully nasty She's to a bit her. Of a mean girl. but, but not in a, not in an awful way. In no, a,
1: in a kind of like tolerating stupidity, like. I imagine you probably would be if you had to put up with somebody who was a daring yeah. fool.
0: Yeah, for for 25 years working <laughs> along, so, along somebody like Mavis, Please. you would be a bit sarky towards them, wouldn't and,
1: you? And Mavis is like the quintessential, like, like snivelly, uh, hanky up the sleeve, wipe your nose every five minutes sort of. Mm. Wet blanket kind of yeah, she thing, was. I mean.
0: She was a total wet blanket, whereas Rita is a lot more confident was, yeah, and yeah, um, self-assured.
1: And she made something of herself. Yeah, and... but it
0: was that it was that you know, mixture the of contrast, personalities, yeah. the contrast that made them work so so brilliantly as a as a as a team.
1: And just in the same way, I'm trying to think of a, a similar relationship. Now there are a few I can't I think put my mind to the ones I'm thinking of, but every so often Mavis got the upper hand. Mm. And that was kind of triumphant and, and and kind of like a mini victory that you could revel in along with her. Definitely. Even though there were few involved. Well, I
0: think, I mean, we, we always like to support the underdog in this country, don't we? And yeah. Mavis was definitely the underdog in many situations and stories in Coronation Street. Um, and like you said, if there is an underdog, there's only so much failure and bad luck that you can... Up with, and when things go right for them, you feel it feels even better. It was the same with the Ogdens, wasn't it? And Mm. the Duckworths. Say when things when things actually the stars aligned and things went their way. It, it, yeah, yeah, brilliant. So she gets this job in seventy three. Um, we also saw an episode on the DVDs where she goes for a sponsored swim. Do you remember that?
1: Yes, I and do. And I think vividly. ended up
0: surprised everybody by going uh, managing eighteen laps Wasn't of it. Was she
1: the best one?
0: Something like that. It's just, she's just not the sort of person at all. You'd think that she'd be more likely to just flounder around and then float on her <laughs> float on her back or something. Yeah. I don't think Rita was imp- uh,
1: was imagining that she'd be very good at it. No,
0: she was just like like a machine. Yeah, she was in that she swimming. Great. costume and uh and, and bathing cap that she wore um things could have gone very very differently though if the original plans in 1973 had come to pass because this is when her parents decided to sell up their off license and retire to Grange over Sands and Mavis kind of hoped that Jerry would take the hint and confess how much he loved her but he's far too much of a gentleman and far too Far too shy and... Kind of
1: hapless, aren't they?
0: Yeah, they, they were. And he kind of... So he restrains himself so much. He, he wouldn't commit. Not because he didn't, didn't... want to
1: be presumptuous.
0: No, no. And, uh, but yeah, that kind of blows <laughs> up in his face. So, <laughs> and she, she would she ends... never
1: say anything because she's the same.
0: Yeah. So she, she decided to move away with mum and dad at the end of 1973. And that, that could have been a very early end to Jerry and Mavis's relationship. But she was back in 74, wasn't she?
1: Yeah. She comes back to Weatherfield and she works as a re- vet's receptionist... And she's living with her aunt, the tyrannical bedridden aunt Edie.
0: We saw a little bit of her. From I think Grey
1: Gardens. Don't know.
0: <laughs> we saw a little bit of her for a few years later. I don't think Aunt Edie was on the show in '74, but we saw her dying a few years later. And um, again, a p- perfect contrast to Mavis's um, mousiness. Somebody who would just bo- M- Mavis's life was just about people bossing her around, really, wasn't yeah. it? At home, at work, in the marital bed.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> So she starts her relationship up with Jerry again and she works as a vet's assistant and then she works I've already
0: said that. <laughs> I've repeated myself in the notes here.
1: In um well you said a vet's receptionist and then you said vet's
0: assistant, so does get know. promoted? I don't know. Don't trust anybody. I don't I write. think you
1: should promote somebody who's good at paperwork to sort of hold the scalpel
0: th- of your... I wonder what, how suited Mavis would have been as to a vet. I mean, we I know she was think definitely been an. She was an animal lover for sure, wasn't I she? But I don't know how she could years. have coped with all the animals very being stressful. put to sleep.
1: Being a vet is a very, very stressful profession. I think they have the highest rates of suicide out of any. Really. Mm. Um, so she she works with Maggie Clegg. I'd forgotten this. In the corner shop, she worked
0: for the corner shop for a little and bit. And then she
1: comes back to the cabin.
0: I think everybody just. You know
1: I think she just started, started there. at
0: the cabin and stayed there. But yeah, she had a good you know, a good period where she was away.
1: So Jerry's ex, Sheila Crossley, shows up and then there's a party. Jerry gets drunk and he rambles on about how much she meant to him, and Mavis is completely heartbroken.
0: I remember that.
1: In in that same year, Everybody goes to Mallorca, All the girls go to Mallorca. Oh yeah, who and was there, there? Only... there? Was like,
0: Bette and Rita? And did Hilda, Hilda went Hilda, along as well? Didn't she? Be uh...
1: hey, my <laughs> Can't remember who else went, but oh, uh, did Deirdre go?
0: Yeah, yeah, Deirdre was there. So
1: they're all like these. She was top the young, mamas. youthful,
0: sexy one. Yeah,
1: and they were, they a lot of them were on the prowl for a man, and and the only one who got one really was. Mavis because she got herself involved with a Spanish nightclub worker called Pedro, and um she he says he loves her and she says it's just a holiday romance and she goes back to Weberville. I
0: think on that story, Bet got a guy as well. But, but he was
1: tricking her. Yeah,
0: he was because he she decides to stay in Mallorca yeah. doesn't she? When they when the plane. And he's like, what goes how on. are you doing?
1: Yeah. It. I'm waiting for my next girl.
0: Yeah, th- this was a perfect example of. Mavis kind of having her little mini triumph, and she
1: yeah, I think Rita was uh, had her nose put out of joint, wasn't she? Yeah, didn't she? That um, that Mavis got a bloke, and they were trying to make fun of her and stuff. But she was so giddy in love that she mm. uh, well, she wasn't in love, but she was enjoying herself, finally being the centre of attention. Yeah,
0: and this happened again years later when um, Bet, Rita, and Mavis went to Blackpool. No, and they did yeah. the, in the hotel. And they, they all trying
1: to land themselves a businessman. Yeah,
0: yeah. and Mavis was the one who got the the yeah. night nice guy.
1: Um, so she's back to Weatherfield. Uh, Bette and Ray prank Mavis by getting Carlos... Who? ...who played by Malcolm Hebden. Yeah. He's not Spanish Norris. waiter, wasn't he? He was he a played. Spanish waiter, yeah. He phoned in Mavis pretending to be Pedro and saying he was in the area and he wanted to meet up. Then Carlos was guilty and he takes Mavis out for a meal anyway. And then they have a little romance, which is really interesting to think that mm. that, um... Carlos is in it long enough because when you when you when sometimes when you hear oh yeah Malcolm Hebden was in Coronation Street before he played Norris as and he played a uh, Spanish waiter yeah or lots whatever. Of, quite
0: a lot of actors in Coronation Street were in it for little appearances before but when you hear, like Bill Waddington I don't remember
1: when you hear oh he played a Spanish waiter you think oh he was in a scene going oh your calamari or whatever. But actually, he was a character for a few months.
0: Yeah, he was, and he didn't have loads of appearances. But he made these, you know, every so often he'd show up, he, and yeah. he was like a neighbour of Beth's. Wasn't, wasn't he? he? I was
1: gonna say he he lived. Did he live with Beth at one point? I can't, I can't remember. remember. I can't anyway, remember. he takes her out for a meal, um, and he is so enamoured of her that well, is he? He proposes after Christmas. But she thinks he's only after a work permit.
0: Well, I think he admits that that's... I know, but, you
1: know, it would have worked out great if they'd liked each other.
0: Mate, yeah, I guess yeah, so. Yeah. She didn't want to be taken advantage of. She she was a true romantic, wasn't Mavis? And the, and I think she wanted the the real thing. So in 1975, speaking of romance, this is when she tries computer dating. And I don't know what computer dating must have looked like in 1975. You know, wasn't that... Well, didn't computers take up, like, a whole room back then? Or am I thinking a bit...
1: Human beings using a, a, a powerful computer that takes up a whole room that should really be doing things to benefit mankind, to work out who should date who, just certainly does seem like the sort of thing we'd be up to in the, in the
0: 70s. So she, she signs up under the alias of Mavis Armitage and she ends up getting paired up with Ken. Um, and then, then she, that didn't work out. Because they knew each other, obviously. Um, and then she goes on a date with this guy called it's Brian. It's almost
1: like computers weren't advanced in 75, isn't it?
0: It's no eHarmony. It's no Tinder. It's
1: no plenty of fish.
0: Yeah. So she she swipes onto a uh, Brian Collett next, who's this... He's kind of a bit of a weirdo. He's a bit of a loner. Um, and when they go on a date, one of the strangest things he does is um, give her a lock of his hair in an envelope. <laughs> and um, so Rita kind of gets wind of this and says, Look, Jerry... You know, you used to be quite close to Mavis. I think you need to investigate Brian, um, because he seems like he could be She's a bit of a ready. nut job. So Jerry um, goes to Brian and says, "Look, don't bother Mavis again, please." Um, but then he yeah he he kind of feels a bit sorry for him because this guy just feels feels lonely. But but uh, Brian gets the message. So Mavis is uh, free and single again, ready to resume this lost relationship with Jerry. And th- and this was going to be, you know, stage two of the, the romance between these two shy lovebirds. But sadly, just before it, just as it looked like things were starting to hot up from, well, maybe get to tepid, then um, this is when Jerry died of a heart attack. So, yeah, that was the end. Mavis was left alone again and, uh, yeah, grieving, you know, what what might have been.
1: In 1976, she meets and starts dating salesman Derek Wilton, and this also <laughs> includes encountering his domineering mother, Amy. Um, Amy does not like Mavis, and she describes her as a walking ice cream sundae, which doesn't, that sounds great. What's for? <laughs> I
0: don't get it. But it's probably vanilla though, vanilla what? with a bit of squirty cream. No sprinkles or anything. Oh, no
1: sprinkles? What about strawberry sauce? I don't want it then. Derek cools things off with her. Although,
0: I think actually, I'd say Mavis is more of a bit of a raspberry ripple, a bit like inside these hidden
1: streaks of sauce. One of those weird shovel spoons they give you made of plastic, you might find.
0: Well, yeah, exactly. uh, Like Um, the
1: barest of (laughs) flavours.
0: Derek was another one, a bit like. a bit like mavis had a very slow start on the street because he was like on and off for like a decade or so wasn't he he'd make these appearances he'd usually end up treating mavis really badly or yeah. leading her up the garden he seemed path seemed to turn
1: up to be a, a um a dick to mavis and then he'd go away again.
0: Un- unintentionally she would believe that he was you know he was pre- planning something romantic for her or maybe going to make some big gesture or whisk her off her feet and yet Time and time again, he just let her Is down, and and this mother and uh, this mother in law them, De- Derek's mother Amy, was um a, a, a perennial thorn in her side, wasn't she, for the first few years of uh, this relationship, similar to you know other Cory mother in laws like Ivy, for example.
1: Yep. So. um... She Davis in in seventy six writes a steamy romantic novel. See, I told you that
0: this was this raspberry sauce that I'm telling you about.
1: It was it's even the right color because it's called Song of a Scarlet Summer.
0: Yeah, and she has got these hidden, you know. I bet she. I bet she would have read. Um, I bet she would have read Fifty Shades of Grey. She
1: would have got a Kindle so she could read it with nobody knowing that she yeah. was reading it. Rita reads it, recognizes the characters in there. Very, 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 very strong rela- resemblance to her and Len, and so Mavis gives up on writing because she thinks she's not good enough. But
0: yeah, she she gives up for a little bit, but you know, over her time in the streets, she's definitely, she's definitely got a penchant for the arts, hasn't she? Yeah, she
1: definitely does. Both,
0: both the writing side, bit of poetry she gets involved in, and obviously painting herself. Um,
1: well, she wasn't paint. You can make it sound like she's drawing on herself.
0: No, she did painting herself.
1: Yeah, she
0: did. Um, 77, there are a couple of stories. One of them, I don't think we've seen this episode. She ends up going on a fishing trip with Fred and Reenie, And I think one other, I think they ended up inviting her and then they don't think that she's going to come. They kind of invite her along for a joke. but I she, don't remember this. But she does. No, we, we didn't watch her. I think I, yeah, this is right. When I saw, um, when I listened to the Distinct Nostalgia podcast interview with, oh, the name eludes me, the actress who played Reenie Bradshaw. Um she she made reference to this because they end up basically falling into the river and um and I think she said they had a couple of stunt men playing their characters with these big frizzy wigs to represent Rini and Mavis underwater. So I went back and watched the clip. It was kind of funny. Um also that year she gets thrown out of her auntie Edie's flat. Um so she moves into the cabin upstairs for a little bit. Um however, she ends up feeling very guilty about leaving this bedridden aunt. Um End up going back home again to to live with her. Edie, meanwhile, is trying to put Mavis off Derek by playing up how much she needs Mavis's help for Tino you know because she's not said she's bedridden and she's a bit she's a bit Grandma Georgina, Grandma Josephine ish. Um, and one day Mavis is like, "Sorry, Auntie Edie, I'm going on a date with Eric. I can't look after you tonight." Derek,
1: not
0: Eric, Derek. <laughs> so she she stands up to this tyrannical aunt but when she comes back later in the evening she finds out that Edie is dead in bed
1: yeah she died of spite
0: yeah so I, I think Mavis learnt a lesson there never to say no to somebody who's giving you these unreasonable requests just go along with it because they might end up dead
1: dying of spite is how I want to go
0: how would you do that?
1: Well, I don't know the most inconvenient way possible for whatever distant relative's been landed with my care <laughs> when I'm old
0: um, she also so so Edie's dead, so Mavis arranges to buy a house with Derek towards the end of the year. She's hoping to get a proposal, but um when his firm moves out of the area, he backs out. And that kind of um that um I can't think of the word is it, a is a great example of what we got to see over the next couple of years between Mavis and Derek. Her hoping for something But him letting her down time and time again, not really realising he's letting her down, just kind of doing it. and
1: Yeah, just kind of not expecting her to have a reaction to things, really. Yeah. Or sort of seeing her as a separate person who might have some kind of objections. No. Or her own sense of, you know... Happiness or whatever. Yeah. So 1978, Derek's back. He asks Mavis out, but it's only for advice because he wants to stand up to his mother, who disapproves of his new fiance. What a shock!
0: I think there were a couple of times as well that he he came back and he was involved with another woman, and he didn't let Mavis know this for or a he little didn't while. Kind
1: of- Kev, you know, wasn't really.
0: They didn't even. It wasn't even on his radar that Mavis might, might
1: be upset.
0: Yeah, have someone comes down a stake in this.
1: She teams up with Eddie Yates for a charity pram race, and um, they don't even finish because the. Pram wheel buckles. This was a really funny episode because she had to push him in the trap in the pram. Yeah, he was a she- big
0: boy, wasn't Eddie? And she
1: was only a little lady, and she really she was trying the hardest. But I think they got lost, and they somebody got lost in that.
0: Uh, that that was a, that was a good old episode. It was, that it was one. funny, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah I got, that was a nice location shooting on that one. <laughs> I think I think that May was in there. Uh, Eddie had a couple of nice scenes together over the years because yeah. he, he was a bit of a gentle giant as well, wasn't he? Oh,
1: definitely. I think
0: in. Um, you know, in a in another alternate reality, Mavis and Eddie could have had a bit of a bit I think of a she thing. She's
1: a bit older f- than him. I don't know. All right, I I'm don't, not sure.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm not I, sure. I kind
1: of. Whenever I think of Mavis, I just think of her permanently being an old lady. Well, she
0: exactly. I mean, she when she came just in, like she was Emily. in her thirties. But, but you like, wouldn't have known no, from
1: her and Emily are both kind of were born as silver-haired old ladies. Mm with boiled sweets in
0: their pocket. Yeah. I think a, a similar to Mavis these days is somebody like Ma- uh, Mary yeah. who is nice. surprisingly like the similar yeah. age to us. She's she's not that much older than us. Yet she's since she's been in the show, she's, she's always felt like, like a, she's a like bit middle-aged. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wonder I wonder if May, if Mary stays in the show for long enough whether she will become a batty old woman and then people will never be able to see her as anything other than a batty old woman. Funny isn't it how these, how these things turn out. Um. So, 1979, Derek um tries to get Mavis to buy a load of chocolate Easter bunnies, and doesn't he call them like chocolate novelties or something? They like were, that? All,
1: there were loads of times in the in that era where they would talk about Christmas novelties or Easter novelties. Yeah, and it's really funny to like imagine, like you know, the stiff upper lip of the Englishman, sort of marching into the newsagents and going, "What is this novelty?" I see.
0: <laughs> um, he because he's working at this this chocolate company or whatever. I don't know. So he but he wants to win salesman of the year um, with a month. Sorry, the prize for which is a weekend for two in Paris. And that's a pretty decent company that gives away a weekend for two in Paris every month. But um, so she she dutifully buys these chocolate Easter bunnies from far him. Too to set, far too many. yeah, far too many than the cabin needs. But because she's kind of besotted with him, and basically he walks all well, over he her also permanently.
1: Sort of insinuates. I I think I can't really remember, but I believe that he insinuates that he would take her to Paris. Yeah. She thinks that he would, and that's so she's trying to yeah
0: trying
1: to cheat her way to Paris.
0: Yeah, which is again he does that a lot. He kind of leads.
1: It kind of lets you think what is the most convenient for him.
0: But okay, I don't. I, I I don't know whether he's like oblivious to the fact that somebody might assume it's not like he's he's not going. If I do this, then she'll think that she's coming to Paris she'll with me. Think that. I, I think he he's just yeah completely oblivious to. The fact that she's going to think that, but in the end, he doesn't. He doesn't win this. He wins this, this canteen of cutlery because he comes in third place, and she's like, oh, "Okay, I'm going to win this this cutlery." But no, he gives it to his mum instead, despite Mavis being the one that basically won this for him. Um, Rita ends up shaming him into giving it back to Mavis, so she gets to admire this this box of knives and forks for a little bit until he feels guilty, takes it back, and gives it to his mum again. He's awful, wasn't he? He really, really was. He was a, but, a... H- oh, yeah. Hilarious, Very weak. And, and and the fact that Mavis kept on over the course of this twenty five years, him. she she did, and she would just get herself into these same situations again and again and again. And some with some characters, you think, "What are you doing, girl? Get away from him! Why do you keep um... like a
1: moth to a flame?" Yeah,
0: but because of it, it fit her personality so well, and the the it's comedy really around the it was, there, was it? played brilliantly. It was it was just hilarious to see her just getting trodden on. Time and time again, because sometimes you would know that she would be the one wearing the, wearing the boot and doing the treading. Um, it is also a start of a new era in 1979 because this is when she first uh, got a budgie, Harry the budgie, um, who ends up coming into her life by being trapped in her chimney breast. I think she maybe gets Percy Sugden or maybe it maybe it's Eddie. I can't remember to come round and um and investigate this noise in her chimney breast and a, and a budgie pops out. So from Aww. that point on, they become firm friends.
1: she's like a Disney princess yes in 1980 Rita leaves the cabin Mavis takes over Rita changes her mind and comes back yeah what a great year (laughs) in 81 there are a few
0: years where Mavis didn't do much or at least from my research well she's one of
1: these characters who's perfectly um fine to sit in the you know because the thing is back in this era back in these days there were very few sets where people could meet communally. So you'd have the, the cabin, the corner shop, the rovers, the main three, and that was they? it, really, honestly. So
0: if you were working in one of those, you got plenty of screen time, even if you didn't have any stories.
1: So she would have been in, in, the, in the show just saying silly things. Mm. Um, and that's, you know, what we like. In 1981, she dated painter Maurice Dodds.
0: Or was it Morris? Who knows?
1: I don't know. <laughs> thinks he's lovely until he asks her to pose nude for him. She certainly wouldn't stand for that sort of nonsense.
0: I think she kind of agreed to it and then backs out when she when she really thinks about it. Just
1: really, have a thing. so
0: she's starting to starting to grow as a character. She starts starts is saying to no out. to a man.
1: Um, she arranges a blind date with a guy called Bobby Simpson, but stands him up. So Bet takes her place. He gets disappointed after he meets the real Mavis when she arranges another because she felt guilty about tricking him. Yeah. Um, and then uh, she gets drunk and she tells Bette exactly what she thinks of her.
0: The, both her and um, Emily when they got drunk is um Emily getting drunk was
1: such a rare occasion and probably happened like four or five times over the entire course of of the show. But when she did it, she was... Fantastic. Yeah,
0: she really, really was. Um, 1982, Derek's back on the scene again. This is on Mavis's 45th birthday and she's not interested in him at first, but then she finds out that his mum has now died. So this thorn in her heel has um, been put out of the picture. Fantastic. So she agrees to go on a date with him. And one of the early stories, <laughs> he's looking through cruise brochures with her. So yet again, she's kind of led to believe that maybe she's going to be taken on this wonderful round-the-world cruise with Derek and she gets all excited about it until she finds out. Out. No, he just wants to go on a cruise with his sister.
1: So she yeah. shows him the door. It, it, he's stunning, stunning lack of self-awareness is what um, yeah. Derek has. And coupled with Mavis's sort of quiet personality where she she dare not really ask a straight question. Mm. <laughs> um, bit of a recipe for disaster, the fairer them.
0: Yeah. Um, this is also the year when her budgie Harry laid an egg. And it was renamed Harriet because it turned out <laughs> it was the Lady Budget. the Lady Budget? Um, and it was also the year that she met Victor Pendlebury, who was like the um, the rival in romance for for Mavis's affections uh, to to Derek. And um, she th- he was um, he was like Derek to the extreme, really. I don't think he was as he he wasn't uh, not. You you, see, you described Derek as being um, not self aware, didn't you, or something mm-hmm. earlier? Then, and I think Victor he was He shared Derek's pomposity and arrogance, but he very much knew what he was doing and when he was you know treating Mavis badly, he just kind of thought well yeah that's because that's because I'm the man, and of course she's going to you know bow down and to to do it to my every whim um but this was a great little Love triangle back in the eighties, and she she meets him at this English literature course that she goes on, and they they write a short story together. It's another racy one, a bit like the one that she'd written uh, a few years before, but it it uh, wins a competition and is read out on radio Weatherfield. She is mortified by this because of how how racy it is, but luckily everybody forgets to tune in. She goes around like tells everybody to tune in, realizes maybe it's a bad idea, but it's all right because yeah, only reader and only reader and land bother tuning in Wah-wah. for it um and at the end of the year i mean things are looking like you know as much of an ass as he is things are looking up for mavis and victor but um then he ends up uh, dancing with emily at the community center christmas dance and um basically because he can and he i think he was interested in having mavis as a bit of a trophy on his arm but i don't think really give two hoots about her feelings so she's like, he's like, yeah, I'll dance with Emily, whatever. So Mavis gets a bit sad about that.
1: 1983, Victor decides to move to Saddleworth and he invites Mavis to join him in a trial marriage, mm. which is not a real thing.
0: No, it's basically just let's let's go and live in sin for a bit.
1: Isn't it more like let's go to Saddleworth and you can make my dinner?
0: Basically it was. This is, this is what it was for them. And, she, she, and, and Mavis is the sort that, she, I think... She, she wanted commitment. I mean, we saw when she first came in in 1971 how bitter she was that Emily had found herself a guy in earnest. And, and now this person is saying, well, come along and we can live together and it'll be all hunky-dory. So she's like, oh, that, that sounds kind of good.
1: Anyway, um, she does this about, then she accepts, but she dumps him when it becomes apparent he has no intentions of actually proposing Good for you, them. Mavis. Yep. Percy has got a, a budgie called Randy. And he wants her, him to mate with Harriet, but Mavis doesn't think that Randy's good enough for her Harriet, which is really funny. <laughs> anyway,
0: well, that was I remember,
1: I remember her like getting really het up about the idea of her beautiful Harriet being defiled by horrible Randy the, the
0: budgie. I don't know why she. I mean, what was what was wrong with Randy? Was it, I think was she it just, just felt name? very
1: protective, and she perhaps didn't.
0: Well, I mean, she was such a a prude in many yeah. ways i don't think that she could even even
1: contemplate no
0: her her precious Old. budgie <laughs>
1: yeah. in the... entering into carnal sin yeah
0: you know the birds and the bees isn't there <laughs> well, Oh yeah um well without the bees um 1984 mavis learns to drive ends up backing into jack duckworth's taxi typical um and then she finally finally gets this Canteen of cutlery from a few years ago when Derek reappears on the scene yet again, and uh, to try and sweeten the deal when he asks her out on another date, he he gives her this canteen of cutlery back. I mean, you... now now his mum's dead; she doesn't yeah. really need it anymore.
1: You gave me Crazy Taxi too when we first started dating. I did, I did. Um, I would have also accepted a canteen of cutlery from your dead mother, would but I would in... have preferred.
0: Well, you the ended, game. you ended up with my dead mum's um kitchen magic mix thing, didn't you?
1: I did,
0: yeah. yeah but, I, but but the difference that point, is, that I didn't buy don't... that for my mum.
1: Yeah, and you need you to believe
0: that it, you were going to have it.
1: But you already kind of had me tied down by that stage. But anyway. yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. So it was I only five years yeah,
0: ago. Much of a choice. <laughs> um, they also they they got engaged that year. That um the the, the canteen of cutlery was the.
1: Well, I mean, it's the
0: dowry. Da- dowry, you know? yeah, the... basically.
1: Thank you
0: very much, she says. I will marry you. So they arrange an engagement party, which Victor Pendlebury turns up. But He kind of crashes this party and says, no, Mavis, marry me instead. <laughs> um, because she's the perfect woman for him, basically. Because... She just
1: wouldn't say to a goose and she yeah, does the cooking. Exactly. She's the perfect wife. Her mum was right all those years
0: ago. Yeah, well, ultimately, she turns down this proposal because she doesn't want to upset Derek. But when the wedding day turns up or rocks up or whatever are the phrases... They end up jilting each other, which is one of Curry's most um, infamous weddings. Even though it was a wedding that never was, and we 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 saw that episode, and a lot of it, well, it was all focused on Mavis. I don't even think that Derek appeared on that episode, and she's she's there getting ready, getting her hair done, getting the clothes over and everything, and she's clearly only going along with this because she feels that it's the right thing to do.
1: Well, she got to the stage where she couldn't discern between am I doing this because I feel obliged to because I said I would and do I actually want to beyond that? And because she didn't, couldn't tell, she kind of got herself too anxious. Yeah. And then she didn't do it because obviously Derek and Mavis eventually do get married and they obviously really did like each other. mm but they just psyched each psyched themselves out of turning up to their Which own is wedding
0: perfect for those characters like they isn't were it? too
1: embarrassed to go to their own wedding, yeah.
0: and I think it, I think this was uh Bill Podmore, the producer in time, who was the brainchild of this jilting story uh, um, because he thought it was very much in character, but then he realized that was a massive mistake because these two are clearly destined for each other, yeah, and and so got them together again a few years later in one
1: thousand nine hundred and eighty five she wins a second honeymoon in a magazine competition. And when the Gazette reporter asks her about it, she naively tells them about the double jilting. Then this ends up...
0: Yeah, I was just... She, she, she chats about this and, and not expecting that they will latch onto this hilarious situation and smash it well, all across the papers. Well. Mm-hmm. What? I'm sorry. I just... What? Carry on. No, no. You, this is your year. You're doing this one. Well, she, 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 she ends up um, get, getting this all across the papers and then and Derek ends up writing a rebuttal in the national press about it and it all gets very um it gets a lot bigger than Mavis is probably more comfortable with her private affairs becoming. Mm-hmm. Um and also that year that was when she had this um holiday with Black in Blackpool with Bet and Rita that we talked about earlier and um bags it bags another man there who's the boss of these two losers that Bet and a uh, Bet and uh Rita go out with. So good on you girl. Nineteen eighty
1: six, Derek shows up again, she's thrilled uh Greek scout dipped to dinner with him then he reveals that he's married to Angela Hawthorne and he hates her she's shocked but she agrees to carry on meeting him in secret i
0: think she kind of likes the uh the skullduggery and the and the secrecy and well, the cloak and dagger and that sort of Likes brother. the
1: idea of kind of rescuing him from his e- from the evil Angela. Yeah. Like nobody's ever relied on her for anything or needed her for anything her whole life.
0: It feels like um Angela Hawthorne was definitely a replacement mother figure for Derek, and he needed a re- um a replacement mother figure because he was such a mummy's boy in many ways because um Angela was very. She she wore the trousers, basically, in that relationship, didn't she? And she was one of the ca- these characters that was talked about on screen for many, many years. But it, I think it was, like, mid-90s that was the first time that we actually saw her. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, she... But th- this was another example of him leading Mavis to believe that he was you know, up for restarting the relationship again. And when she gets... Oh, thank you, Alexa. Um, but she... Um, yeah, she ends up, like, going she she ends up discovering that there's there's more to it than meets the eye
1: 1987 she's called up for jury duty and she is so terrified to go she gets drunk the night before and she ends up not being able to serve anyway because the defense counsel objects to her for unspecified reasons <laughs>
0: yeah forget and have all worked up
1: that sounds just like me
0: and that 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 to mavis would be the sort of thing that would probably keep her up at night like why did they reject me What's wrong with me? Why,
1: why? What did I do wrong? Derek walks out on Angela and convinces Mavis to spy on her and her suspected boyfriend. It turns out that he's a private investigator that Angela has hired to trial Derek. So Angela sues Derek for divorce on the grounds of adultery and says that, that Mavis was the one that he was having the affair with. And then um obviously this is not something that mavis no. wants to be involved Absolutely in not. scandal 1987 my goodness being accused of something like that <laughs> you know you'd be taken out into the town square and um pelted with tomatoes wouldn't you mm-hmm. um mavis worries when derek disappears over christmas but he eventually shows up and says he's bought a stationery outlet Mavis
0: chucks a glass. And I think this is down south somewhere as well, like in Dorset or somewhere like this, or Cornwall.
1: We don't really use much stationery down south, do we? So no. that was destined for failure. <laughs> uh, Mavis chucks a glass of sherry over him and tells him to get out of her life for good.
0: <laughs> yeah, but he, uh, he he comes back later on. He he makes a surprise appearance fairly early on in 1988, where Mavis decides that um, she, at, at long last, 15 years in the stationery business, she's going to stand on her own two feet, branch out, and get a job at a stationery retailer. And get away from um the, the apron strings of Rita, Rita yeah. And um, so she she turns up at this place and she's interviewed by Derek, which is a bit of a surprise for her um, because it turns out that I think his stationery company has gone bust already and he's he's taken I a job have, at this I other told place. You, I could
1: have told you that.
0: Um, we we and, write on
1: parchment with quills. We don't need biros. <laughs>
0: Yet again, Derek leads Mavis to believe that this job is hers because, you know, they know each other and everything. Um she ends up dithering and worrying and losing sleep over the fact that people will accuse it of being or of her having an unfair advantage. Um and then she ends up not getting the job after all. Thanks, <laughs> Derek. Um so she sends Derek on his way once more, and he Sorry. That's alright. We're getting all kind of interruptions in this, so it's fine. Um yeah, she sends him on his way, um, and this is when we have the very famous letterbox proposal scene where she kind of she bans him from the cabin. Um, and and he's there, but yeah, Perry. letterbox flap open, saying Mavis, Mavis, marry me. I'm so so sorry for this, and she accepts.
1: Oh, it's because I tell you what, it probably was. It was low um, pressure because she can see his eyes, mm. so she could feel she she could answer the question truthfully without being pressured.
0: Yeah, so they're you're
1: only talking to a letterbox, you know.
0: <laughs> so they end up getting married that November and honeymoon in Paris. Well, oh, she
1: finally gets at to go last to Paris. after.
0: I mean, what what year did we say it was that Derek seventy seven?
1: Derek showed up nineteen
0: seventy. 1970, yeah, nineteen seventy six. Maybe uh, Derek came into Mavis's life, so it was
1: it twelve
0: was years. Tw- yeah, twelve years. She finally gets on to go off, after, which was just so perfect for these characters who just didn't know how to. How to commit or you know, make any firm decisions. Nineteen
1: eighty nine, Derek loses his job because he threatens to resign because he's supposed to be transferred to the dispatch department. He doesn't like that. Then he ends up selling novelties for chuckles.
0: Yes, this is a um like a joke shop kind of thing.
1: And he gets laid off before Christmas.
0: And that that was a good great... Any
1: company that has that sells novelties that has to lay you off before Christmas is not doing very well.
0: No. This was this was a bit of a joke job job for him. He was like proper down on his his luck at this point uh this this was the the christmas well, he that was he so was so pompous
1: so he would probably thought it was above was selling, himself selling silly a- absolutely. trinkets absolutely yeah
0: i mean as a stationary retailer you're kind of saying well i'm i'm you know writing i'm facilitating I'm, I'm part of the elite and, or, yeah biz- creative arts yeah yeah but but what what good is a is a you know a pair of wow. chatter and round up teeth i was
1: literally thinking of that Classic. That's the only thing i can think of when you say <laughs> novelty imagine a pair of teeth with feet yeah. chattering on the desk.
0: But this this was the Christmas when he ends up at that party um, with um, Tracy Braben's original character on his lap. Yeah. And then he gets... he falls, I think this is when he gets his cards handed to him. And then he ends up getting locked in the stationary... Um, you know the the officers, and hands up uh, dressed as Father Christmas, yeah. and he ends up having to shimmy. And he goes him. home
1: without yeah. him. He falls asleep because he gets drunk. I
0: yeah, think. No, that's right. And he has to shimmy along the wall. <laughs> um, and
1: who sees him? High up,
0: Jack, Jack, and Curly. That's well, right. I think Jack sees Jack him when he's sees walking him with him and Curly. He's uh, so drunk
1: that brilliant, he's brilliant, brilliant hallucinating asleep. Father Christmas.
0: Yeah, um, and so that leads us to the nineties, which is, I mean, his final decade on the show. But I think when a lot of people, I suppose maybe it's just people of my you age say or his, generation. Really are talking about we're Mavis We're talking both of them. Both of them, yeah. Um, the, but when I think of Mavis and Derek, I think of them living, you know, in the masonettes, the, the married couple there, because that's what they were when I first started watching. Even though they had this massive... <laughs> um, in the decade and a half before this to me is is proper classic Mavis and Derek so he gets a job um as a sales rep at this uh the newly established Pendleby paper product so Victor Pendleby is back on the scene again his his love rival for Mavis and Mavis gets friendly with Victor because he basically makes or well, he, he basically makes Derek his dog's body um and and Mavis she can't help herself because she's so um ac- accommodating when he starts to make the moves on her she's just like oh yeah I- i'll i'll be your friend I- i'll 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 you know, go out to dinner with you and everything, because she can't say no again. Derek starts suspecting Victor of planning to seduce Mavis. And one night he goes, I think Victor sends him away on this long business trick. Derek comes back early and finds uh, Victor with his um, hands wrapped around Mavis's foot, giving her a foot massage. And Derek's like, put, put my wife's foot down at once.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't let a man touch my foot, Michael. Thank you. Yeah.
0: Victor ends up leaving <laughs> Weatherfield to avoid the temptation Unless of Mavis. Yes, <laughs> and Derek is put back in charge. Is put in charge of the branch, the Weatherfield branch of a uh, PPP. So that's very good for him. Um, this is when the Wiltons move into number four Coronation Street, the new- newly bought maisonette. Um,
1: and it's Jasmine's house now.
0: No, it is um, Sally's house now. Um, it's got a very nice garden. So this this is basically everything that Mav- Mavis and Derek wanted. Just well, like- this
1: was like look, Coronation Street, just the way Rita does, kind of holds the wiltons in in contempt a little bit don't they because they have very small ambitions and they're very safe and kind of domestic and i think even like even society now kind of looks down on people like i just want a nice garden i want a nice little house yeah, and I want, want to... everyone to leave me alone. Yeah, that's and that's nice, all I really want now. <laughs> nice <laughs> like,
0: pond, nice water feature. Yeah, do they...
1: gardening.
0: Yeah, exactly. It, it, yeah. it was perfect for them. Very
1: restrained and, and English and domestic.
0: Yeah, but unfortunately, the neighbours left um, quite a bit to do, be desired. This was um, Des Barnes and Steph Barnes, the, the two yuppies, the two yuppies mm. um, which definitely clashed with um, Mavis and Derek's traditional values. And they basically spent a few it's years kind of with, the, like, with the barns playing pranks on them.
1: Was it... Do you remember... Which was the um, the film? I think it's Beetlejuice, I'm thinking of, where they've got yuppies that are neighbours and they're really horrible. I
0: can't remember. You I, might be you right. Have you watched was, Beetlejuice? I have got, yeah, I definitely watched Beetlejuice. Um, but it was certainly so, of that so, era. <laughs> so
1: they're like that. <laughs> it's
0: like mm. the conflict. Yeah, it, because it, yuppies, it was a brilliant conflict.
1: Yuppies being in... Um, in conflict with their sort of more laid-back neighbors, seemed to be like a massive theme of of almost every everything. Mm. You know, all the all the kind of family drama movies and TV shows in the nineties had a yuppie being obnoxious.
0: Yeah, and the, and the thing with Mavis and Derek, they were so easy to wind up. They were a very easy target for Des and yeah. his yeah. his fun um sadly when they moved into number four tragedy struck though because this is harriet's um she she ends up dying didn't she harriet the budgie the stress of the move causes this budgie to die and it's obviously very sad but it's also very very typical that um this pet of this dithery woman who also probably doesn't like change can't cope with a change of scenery for her cage and ends up um yeah falling off its perch um, however a couple of months later a new budgie flies into the house which Mavis kind of sees at first as being like revisiting, being revisited by reincarnation of, of Harriet and thinks oh it's it's fate. She, she ends up um, christening this budgie Harry because this, this is a boy budgie um, but then when the bird's owner, when then this budgie's owner puts up a bis- missing budgie notice Mavis has to kind of hide it away from visitors so that they don't realise that she is harbouring a lost pet. Um, Rita eventually persuades Mavis to give this budgie back, um, but then when she tries to, she's told, Oh, you can keep him because I've already bought my son a replacement, so win-win, Mavis has now got a new budgie. Um, brilliant couple of episodes in, I think it was October of that year, set at the airport, Mavis and Derek um, buy a holiday, I can't remember to, maybe it was Paris again, um, from Sunliners. Um, or for, no, no, it's not. Alec helps them to find this. Alec Gilroy helps them to find this holiday. I can't remember. But when they get to the airport, um, just their luck, they find out that the travel company has gone bust and they have to spend like two or three episodes, maybe, just sitting at the airport. And Derek is refusing to leave until he gets answers or gets compensation or everything. Mavis just wants to forget the whole affair and go home. I think there's a really obnoxious other traveller who's sitting there with them, um... Who uh, who's winding them up and maybe coming on to Mavis a little bit, I can't remember. So that th- there were some fantastic episodes. Alec eventually comes to the airport, rescues them, and then they spend, well, I think it's Derek probably, ends up spending the whole journey back bad-mouthing Alec and blaming this whole situation on him. So they dump, they get dumped on the side of the road um, when they eventually do get home, they found out their house has been burgled, and Mavis gets utterly hysterical and moves out from uh, Derek for a few weeks because she's so you know, precious about it, and she she thinks I can't possibly um, can't possibly live in this house that was infiltrated by a mysterious stranger, and um, she she basically gets. Um, I mean, I'm not saying if you're going to get your house burgled, you I suppose you are entitled to be. To not feel safe in your own home but again it very much played into Mavis's um, insecure personality I suppose um, finally at the end of the year in more brilliant brilliant scenes we get I think this is possibly the last um, appearance of Victor Pendlebury maybe when he turns back up um, to number four with his new wife Yvonne who is um, a total Mavis look-alike she appears in like two episodes doesn't she and she is, um, she's, she's Mavis to the extreme. Even Mavis is very offended by any comparisons that are made between her and Yvonne, and calls and says that Yvonne's got the personality of last week's lettuce and looks to match. But that was some brilliant, brilliant episodes because she was, yeah, she was a caricature of Mavis, <laughs> and um, just very, very fun to watch. And a and a, and a perfect, per- perfectly cast, perfectly, you know created character of course Victor would end up with somebody like Mavis because he was obsessed by her but she was even weaker and wetter and more dithery than the actual Mavis brilliant 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 character loved her
1: this is like the scene in um the zombie movie with Simon Pegg what's it called Shaun of the Dead dead. when they walk past each other and everybody's got their own counterpart in the other team led by Daisy
0: yes yeah I, I, I love those episodes. If, if you're a Mavis fan and you haven't seen Yvonne Pendlebury, you've got to watch those scenes because they, they just...
1: They're it,
0: funny. They're, they're, they're so ridiculously caricaturised version of yeah. Mavis, who is already a bit of a caricature herself. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and the fact that she gets so offended yeah. when I think Victor, Victor brings up to date Derek Wilde, well, she's very much like Mavis, isn't she? And Mavis is like, I'm nothing like that. <laughs> and really she is.
1: I found out who I was thinking of. It wasn't Beetlejuice. I don't know why I even thought it was. It was um, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation with uh, uh, the yuppies, Margot and... I um, wondered what you were
0: doing very quietly there while I was recounting 1990. Cod and Margot. In research. I can't
1: remember who played... Um, it was... Some, oh, Julia Louise Dreyfus played the, the female well, Margot, there the, the yuppies. It's kind of... It's not the same thing at all, but... I just in my mind when I think of like the the idea of what Corrie wanted Des and um, Steph Steph to be. They kind of I don't know maybe they had a mood board with uh, with these yuppies on there wearing their <laughs> silver <laughs> jumpsuits. Anyway, um, this is we, this came up in a quiz recently on the podcast. Um, if you're listening to it when we release it, in 1991, Mavis inflames Derek's passions by giving him parsnips.
0: Yeah, she finds out... I can't remember whether it was in a magazine or or something that she, she 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 wants to put a bit of spice back in the bedroom. Yeah. Again, Mavis's racy, saucy side, which is... Well,
1: she's got a healthy sex drive. There's nothing to be ashamed of there, <laughs> Michael.
0: She finds out They're that... They're married. Parsnips is the uh, aphrodisiac that may be lacking in their relationship.
1: So she she prepares him... Par- uh, parsnip surprise, surprise. Mashed
0: parsnip, roast parsnip. There was she a parsnip
1: prepared. soup, I think, Um, It backfires. He's completely
0: oblivious to what she's doing as well. He just, isn't he?
1: Yeah, it is funny that Mavis is so non-confrontational that she would cook him a meal rather than just say, Derek, let's, Let's go and have a session, please.
0: It's just funny that it works as well. Oh the... yeah,
1: exactly. She, she, but it backfires because he slaps a cleaning lady on the bum. Well, first of all, they spend the morning making love.
0: Yeah, she ends up coming late to work or something. Late to work,
1: and then and, and then Rita's he...
0: like, "Good on you, girl." And yeah. then Mavis is obviously mortified that people might know what she's been doing.
1: Oh yeah, um, she yeah. Then he slaps the cleaning lady on the bum. And Mavis <laughs> talks her around by sharing this parsnip secret with her and then in return the cleaning lady tells her her culinary secret, which is nutmeg in rice pudding. And I don't know <laughs> if that's supposed to also be an aphrodisiac is just like a nice way to prepare.
0: I don't know. Rice it's so funny. It's uh, it's so delicate and Low stakes. And it is,
1: yeah. This is this is one of those things where homely. When we talk about classic Cory and has Cory lost its way and the gentle humour of how the old days, um, recapture the spirit of old Cory. Don't know if modern viewers really want a story about parsnips and nutmeg.
0: I don't know who don't know. in in modern Corrie it could fit with.
1: Sally would love to know the secret. Of yeah, probably it probably would be, husband. wouldn't it? I can imagine. I can
0: imagine Sally doing Sally that. Sally
1: cooking Tim a, a parsnip surprise. If
0: Tim loses his libido a little bit. Yeah, yeah, they'd they work Because let's
1: nicely. face it, they haven't been able to go to a wedding for a while and that's what always used to get them going. Yeah, it did, yeah, it
0: did, so you're right.
1: They've, they've had no inspiration for the bedroom <laughs> for quite a while. Anyway, that year she also spots a fox in the garden which had been... You've written it has been accused of killing some of Jack's pigeons. It was, it was in court, no. It, it was suspected of killing Jack's pigeons. It wasn't accused of it because it's... Who's <laughs> <laughs> accusing it? Jack plans to get the fox killed... Mavis and Derek catch a plan to lure it to their house and then chase it away by banging a saucepan so that it doesn't get... That's really
0: sad, because Jack's there. I think he gets drunk and he gets some of his mates and they have a gun or something, or... Or well, something like that. They're going to kill this fox and Paul Mavis, who's fallen in love with this this foxy visitor. And yeah. it is nice when you see a fox, isn't it? I mean,
1: I know, but listen, it's, it's... nice when you see a fox. But if you own livestock, you you don't really think oh, what a charming fox. You yeah. think what a murderous little beast. Let me chop its head off. We have
0: very few kind of native mammals in this country yeah. that are worth talking about. You got your hedgehogs, you got your squirrels. All of them are starred in
1: Animals of Farthing Wood at this yeah. point.
0: And and you got your foxes, and the foxes are a rare treat to see, aren't they? And, and Mavis, who who likes you know the great outdoors and everything, and, and living in, you know the, the the suburbs of a city, you're probably not going to see one of that kind of thing around.
1: Foxes? What do you mean? Foxes uh, live in cities.
0: Oh, yeah, I guess it... Anyway, well,
1: it's charming to see. It's, it's very fox, charming. It? It's
0: very um, and
1: and Mavis winds in the
0: willows. Yeah, isn't exactly.
1: It? Mavis would not want to see this poor innocent animal be murdered.
0: No, but she she would like to welcome it to her garden for for many years to come. But she has to do the right thing and chase it away with her saucepan banging. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, sad, sad. And you know, she waited two
1: years. She could have also honoured the NHS at the same time. Yeah, mm. 1992. Derek loses his job. Tries to get Mavis to use her womanly charms to get him reinstated, but it doesn't work. Um,
0: yeah, this, this is it's this, this Victor is this um, Pendlebury that he's yeah, trying. Yeah, you're right. It is that that wasn't the last appearance of Victor Pendlebury in 1990? Victor
1: Pendlebury is the one that's got rid of him, and Mavis does not um, doesn't work on him because he says I, I'm I'm over you. Yeah, sad. Um, the Wiltons think their luck's in. Because Rita plans to marry Ted and move to Florida. Yeah, this
0: is Ted, the, uh, the, Ted, the, the retired sweet salesman.
1: Yes, the American. This is
0: a, no, he's not American.
1: Oh, he wants to move to America. He, yeah,
0: he wants to move to America. Yeah. He is um, very, very very charmingly British.
1: I don't remember. He
0: was lovely.
1: He's rich, that's all I know. He said, uh, well, they said, when, when we go, um, you can buy the cabin. So they were thrilled because, you know, being in charge of the cabin, fantastic. Mm. Rita changes her mind, but she doesn't say why. It's because she finds out he's got a brain tumour.
0: Yeah, she doesn't want to end up being a, a lonely widow in, in, Florida. Uh, in Florida.
1: I think she'd love it there. <laughs> anyway, um, they read. Um, Mavis and Rita fall out because she feels cheated until Rita explains the sad truth of the matter, and that is that he's about to pop his clogs yep. at a bowling Matt
0: game, yeah. Um, not much for Mavis in nineteen ninety three. The main thing that I could find was when um the Wiltons entered a uh, poetry contest in the Rovers, and um, Mavis pens this poem called "Our Friend the Fox," which which Derek is very blunt in his criticism about. Probably you know thinking that he's helping by telling her all this. Uh, how rubbish it I is. I feel basically. like you're
1: you're channeling some of the bitterness you feel towards me here when I say to you. That's a terrible pun. Yeah, no one's gonna get that. Yeah, or um, that doesn't work. Mm. This Cory emoji is indecipherable, etc.
0: Um, he ends up writing his own poem called "Mavis, My Marilyn," which is basically is <laughs> comparing Mavis to uh, to Marilyn Monroe, but uh, it talks in, about in her In a
1: favorable way. No, he talks okay. about her
0: downy breasts. So we had this
1: conversation before Mavis about the meaning like. of the term "down" in this sentence.
0: Well, I, I think we we would called them "dowdy breasts" before, neither, which is also not a particularly um complimentary term to describe a woman's bosom. No, but uh, yeah, there's a Mavis gets up. Yeah, somewhat offended by that.
1: In 1994, Mavis accidentally leaves Derek at a service station during a coach trip. He has to be rescued by Norris Cole. Yes, this and is And this Norris's is when he appearance. turns up. So so Mavis was, uh, you know, a friend to all of Malcolm Hebden's. Mm.
0: Um, well, she wasn't particularly a friend to Norris. Well,
1: no, she was a familiar face. Yeah,
0: I, d- I, I, for, I don't think them. that... She'd, um, Norris appeared in those coach trip episodes. I I can't, I can't remember, but so it might have been the showing up on the doorstep that it was his first appearance. But he basically just invites himself into the Wiltons' life, doesn't he? He
1: is a very weird character in his initial appearance because he's totally unlike Norris, in my opinion. I agree. And Derek and Derek had sort of um, a series of friends who were just annoying businessmen. And, and Norris was one of them.
0: He was very kind of, he was very cut cutthroat. Throat, yeah. And also very, very good at his job, wasn't he? Because yeah. they, they had a few years of stories with him and Derek, you know, working together to try and sell such and such and dehumidifiers or whatever. And Norris always did a much better job. Yeah,
1: yeah. I wouldn't say Norris was an ambitious person, particularly. No. Um... In his final years, and I wouldn't say he was particularly driven by money.
0: No, he was just more just, of an old gossip, wasn't yeah. he, in his final years?
1: Yeah, so um, so Norris turns up a few months after he'd helped um, Derek out, makes himself at home, and Mavis is a bit annoyed about this because she doesn't really want him there. Derek gets suspended. At this point, he's working as a janitor at a school, and he gets suspended because he fell asleep and let burglars in, because he was tired from being left behind at the coach. Yeah, yeah, this is, this is very um, soon after that. Mavis writes a begging letter to the school governors. They think this is hilarious. Derek it's is like humiliated. your mum writing
0: in to help you out in your job application. My mum tried. Isn't
1: to, it? My mum tried to. to when I used to work, well, I we used to work from my parents' house when I first had a job because I worked from home. So it was working from my parents' house, and I couldn't work something out. And my mum was going, "I'll phone your boss and explain. Explain what." Well, you can't do it because you're getting really upset and I was like "Mom, you can't phone literally knowing, knowing Darren my boss he would have found this the most hilarious thing and he would never would would have let me forget <laughs> this but anyway yeah the the um the maternal instinct uh, kicked in here but everyone thought it was funny Derek is humiliated and he ends up resigning from the job also that year Mavis joins an art class and she befriends fellow student Roger Crompton
0: also and- delightfully English
1: she really is like Middle England personified, isn't mm. she? This kind of inoffensively, yet also irritatingly, like low stakes, no no ambition, just wants to wear a sun hat and sit in the garden.
0: Well, she she has ambition. She she wanted to own the cabin. Well, she didn't had. She? What's the word?
1: Is it like heirs? You know what I mean. She had ideas of a station almost in a way that's what Corrie kind of thought of her but as you know as i get older or even i don't think it's even age that's brought me to this i just also feel very much like i think mavis's idea of the perfect idyllic life is what i want sit with a sun hat on in the garden maybe you've got a gin and tonic doodling a picture of a of a flower or something and and every so often get out and go and look at your conservatory and go isn't life wonderful yeah Yeah. So anyway, she gets um, this art class friend. He paints a picture of her. She she wins a prize with it. Derek gets jealous and throws him and the picture out. (laughs) Um, Then Angela is getting divorced again.
0: Yeah. Derek's ex-wife Angela is is going through another divorce.
1: And she, uh, Mavis and Derek fall out because he is cited as a correspondent in Angela's divorce. Derek assures, assures us this is not true um, because he's not having an affair with her.
0: Yes, but they so they, they get they, upset
1: with each other. Yes. But then, sad news, tragedy strikes, and they're united in grief because Harry is found dead in his cage. Oh. And this is not Harry, Harriet. This is Harry, a new bird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, then Derek buys her a new budgie, which is called Beauty, for their sixth wedding anniversary. And I like that name.
0: Beauty survives the show as well. For all we know, Beauty is still still chirping away 25 (laughs) years later. Um, In 1995, Mabis ends up injuring herself on Derek's exercise bike. She's wearing the wrong shoes. She's got these, um, I I can't remember what it is she's wearing, but um, she... I
1: can't imagine what really you could I mean, I know you can, but I can't she imagine what Mavis was wearing. I
0: don't know. It, it, Derek tries to get Mavis to lie about what can she I just was say wearing.
1: That wearing high heels is actually a really good idea when you're, if you're riding a bike as a woman. And I know people probably think that's not that's true, un, that's but unsafe. actually, it isn't unsafe because the heel connects with the pedal and it kind of slots in behind mm. your heel and then when you have to put your foot down at a, at a light or something to stop you're actually higher than you normally would be oh there it you actually go. works really well do you think that Mavis ever are.
0: wore high heels at all in her life
1: she wore it one time to to ride an exercise bike and she lived to <laughs> I regret I don't think it. it.
0: well she, Derek, Derek tries to get her to what say what no don't say court you wore shoes
1: that are slightly different aren't they do you know what a court shoe is yeah, I've got no idea they're just basically high heels they're oh. called cool court shoes because you wound court, I think.
0: Oh, well, there you go.
1: They're just basically high heels. So I think Americans call them pumps, but in, in England, pumps means trainers or like plimsolls or yeah. daps.
0: Um Anyway, <laughs> they, they lose the case. Derek's very embarrassed with Mary Mavis's inability to to bend the truth. Uh, to 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 to, say, to get Where a bit on of earth money. would
1: you be able to sue anybody for? falling off an exercise bike and hurting your foot. No,
0: they're trying to sell it sue the exercise bike people.
1: I know but I don't I don't imagine. okay, you, I didn't see think you could ever I don't
0: know, I don't know. Now also that year in nineteen ninety five was the special QE two um feature length Coronation Street VHS special which we watched a couple of months ago and it was when um, Mavis and Rita went on the QE2 cruise ship with... Um, who else was in that episode? It was Curly and Raquel, wasn't it? Because it was just after their wedding. And <sighs> the and the side story that Mavis has there was quite funny. He ends up um, getting friendly with this supposed French count called Henri Devant, de, or de Vence or something like oh, that. Yeah. I can't remember. Um, who kind of whisks her off her feet, basically, and, and yeah. gives her a, a really romantic because, time.
1: Um Rita lies, doesn't yeah, she? Yeah, that's right. I'd forgotten and, that. And pretends that... Um,
0: Mavis is, Mavis is, is like secret a secret millionaire. And she pretends
1: something. that she's Mavis's secretary or yeah, something Yeah, that's like right. I've forgotten that. And leads this guy on who is who is a con man to to kind of think that he's onto something. And then it all goes wrong. Well,
0: it just turns out that he's the Alec Gilroy's professional seducer who's this guy from Birmingham called Sid Clegg. Because like, the, the, yeah. the, 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 one of the final scenes of the episode is this guy going back, Alec, and says, all right, Alec, I'll see you next cruise then. And, um, yeah, so it, it turns out <laughs> that uh, Mavis was, was whisked away by a bit of a, a liar. But, but I think she, I don't, it wasn't like... It didn't feel like she was ever being really unfaithful to Derek or anything, did it? She just kind of got carried away with the romance of it all. Well,
1: she wasn't... Uh, she was sort of... De- Deluged with charm offensive, yeah, and Mavis is too um, non-confrontational, really, yeah. To kind of yeah, but she also just loved the attention because God knows she's not getting it off Derek, is she? No. Nineteen
0: ninety five was also the uh, the saga of the Wiltons missing garden gnomes, and one of the things that they got, I mean, this this was all Derek when they got the uh, the new garden. He got these this pair of gnomes called um, Arthur and Guinevere, and um, ridiculous story played out throughout 1995 where Arthur the gnome goes missing and then starts sending them postcards from around the world and then they have the, one of his ears posted through the letterbox in a, in, a, in a box or something and Mavis thinks the whole situation is ridiculous but Derek's taking it very very seriously and in the end of the day it all turns out that it was uh, Norris who's ended up doing all of this but apparently I was reading that uh, Peter Baldwin who played um Derek and Thelma Barlow re- used to receive postcards themselves like off the show from all yeah. over the world people saying hello this is this is Arthur I'm in you know yeah Kuala Lumpur now or whatever uh, while the storyline played which I thought was a lovely little story and um they also those two actors didn't know for a very long time who the writers would have as the gnome nappers so uh who was it it was Norris in the end oh, wasn't yeah. it Okay. Uh, there, there was there was an interview that I read in the official Coronation Street magazine just recently. Well, when I was when I was putting the notes together for this, and and Thelma is kind of musing over who the possibilities could be. And the last line of it was, "Oh, maybe it could be Norris." And I don't know whether the time she knew it was Norris, right?
1: That did it, Or whether,
0: whether she just happened to be right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was a, that was a, a very that was well, one look, of Curry's most um well known odd stories. Yeah,
1: whimsical is the word I yeah. would use. But and I do you know, remember that being. W- watching impressive.
0: it back, it didn't feel as odd as some of the later ones did. Like, you know, Anne Malone getting frozen in the freezer and um <laughs> and Zoe at her cult seemed a bit. Those odder. were
1: very weird. That's very weird, honestly. Anyway, mm. nineteen ninety six, Mavis and Derek get a conservatory. Ooh. I mean, what a dream.
0: They end up getting I think it was uh, Gary and Judy Mallet end up winning a conservatory in a competition, yeah, but that's obviously right. they can't put it up in their yard so Mavis and Derek end I'm up buying it and that is the conservatory that, Sa- that Sally now has.
1: Um, May- Derek is disappointed because she thinks his 60th birthday is actually his 59th and she doesn't do anything special for uh, it.
0: They, they so kind sad. of, they wind down the Wiltons a little bit in their final years. In um, 1997 was when we sadly had to say goodbye to Derek. he ends up dying of a heart attack on the way to Mavis's 60th birthday in a road rage incident. Um and she ends up crying alone in the house after a police officer comes round and gives her this silver locket that Derek um had been you know driving off to go get. and collect Aww. and um and Mavis, good for her, gives this fantastic um Speech speech she, yeah, at, at me, Derek's funeral. This reminds no, me of, after Derek's funeral, sorry.
1: This reminds me of Hilda when she went and spat on the rover's floor mm. and everyone's accusing Stan of being the peeper.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right because it's at the wake after Derek's funeral, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, and
1: everyone's... she She's there, but I think she's... I don't know if she's with anybody, but she... Oh, the camera kind of pans around and it? it's like a one take sort of a thing yeah and and Derek's sister's one of the characters that's there who's different a, groups ass. of characters everybody's just making fun of Derek
0: yeah and at so, his
1: own funeral and
0: she ends up kind of standing up to him and saying like oh well all these uh, thank you for all those things that you said about him all these nice words even though you didn't mean them because they they were true actually and yeah yeah it it was it was really, really I this heartbreaking. Was nice. But a great a great almost final scene for Mavis where she finally kind of
1: stands up for stands something up. that's important to her. The very sort of final and at the end of her Coronation Street career, she finally grew up pair and she yeah. um and it was something quite important to her and it was also kind of taking back of some of her own dignity too in in a sense because, you know, you if someone was mean to you, I'd feel like they were being mean to me. You know, yeah. so it's really nice that even though they had their ups and downs, and, and Derek and was were sort of figures of fun, um, it was nice that she could end that legacy yeah, with I mean, they, sort of standing up for. I think there
0: were a few times over the years where she did stand up to Rita, where she did not yeah, say no enough is enough. Yeah,
1: and Rita always. The, thing, the funny well, thing, thing about like it, it was that Rita would kind of just let her. Yeah. say her piece there was never really any big argument so i think rita knew that she was always being a bit bit of a bitch to, yeah
0: there was a story early on where um mavis. early on in the cabin life where rita ended up going back into the the showbiz industry she goes back singing in the clubs all night and yes. makes mavis work this is these when, awfully long hours and mavis len, ends up saying no
1: len owned the shop yeah the the corner shop and he was no, date the was, cabin The cabin and Rita was dating him or married him. I can't remember which one it was. Or was she just sweet on him? I can't remember. I don't but remember she basically was time. taking advantage of Mavis and getting her to cover all the shifts and getting up in the morning and everything. Mm. And then Len, Len kind of, um, yeah, uh, Mavis complained and Len yeah. m- made Rita mm-hmm. do her fair share or pay her more. That's what she wanted, wasn't it? Yeah. Mavis said it wasn't fair. Mm. So yeah. So that was really. She funny had it too. in her. She did. She just. Yeah. She didn't always want to fight. No. And I can't relate to that. And
0: um, by the end of nineteen ninety seven, she was gone. She ends up deciding that enough is enough on the street um she wants to go and leave uh, weatherfield behind to run a little B in the lakes and move- i
1: can't imagine mavis running a bnb you imagine getting there and she's behind the counter and she's going oh i don't know if your room's ready
0: i was like you said though she <laughs> just kind of liked the the, the homely kind of country Adilic, rural yeah sort of retreat i and think i, think that I can imagine her to it.
1: spending a lot of time Theming the rooms and going, oh, this is the violet room, yeah, and it's got violets
0: in it. But I mean, the original plan Aww. on the screen was that Rita and Mavis would leave together. I mean, there, there was never any chance that Barbara Knox was going to be leaving, but she they made go. out like these two characters were going to go and run it together. So they they end up going up to the Lake District and 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 scoping out this B and B. Um, but Rita soon realizes that the prospect of being with Mavis, literally twenty four seven, was you too it much to bear. Actually was,
1: and I don't know if this was ever made clear in the show or if she came to this realization but it actually seems to me as though Rita realized the shoe would be on the other foot and it would be Mavis in charge of her and she couldn't hack it <laughs> that's what i think
0: it's a it was a bit sad really and you didn't get to see much of this but no. when i was watching it on ITV3 um early this year or last late last year i can't remember um it was a, it left a bit of a bad taste in my mouth. This falling out that Mavis and Rita had, and they it's they sort did of like make what up. Happened with Ben and
1: Rita. It was a but bit not as bad because no, that was awful, that was and that's re- never been resolved.
0: No, because th- this was resolved. Mavis had a goodbye party. And the really
1: frustrating thing. I oh, Sorry to interrupt you, but the really frustrating thing about the way they left Rita and Ben, they could.
0: It could be resolved
1: because they're both alive.
0: Yeah yeah
1: and it yeah so um, It Ma- just really that's really bad
0: Mavis has a goodbye party, and somebody gives them um like a framed photograph of the the pair of them in the cabin in nineteen seventy three or whatever and um their their hearts kind of melt and they realize that they're old chums, really, so they they end up um leaving on good terms and obviously ever since then, every few years we hear about Rita going up to Cartmel to go and see mavis, but yeah it it didn't sit right with me them having this fallout even even though they they made up again in the end it was
1: it was one of these things that bad. was obviously just quickly let's make some drama out of it was uh, they, the they didn't story. need to do
0: it they, they really really didn't so, so um,
1: she's living in carmel cartmel cartmel and it's it's like when your dog dies and your parents tell you that they're living in a, an, on a farm yeah that's where all and, and i assume auntie pam, pam lives there obviously. as well yes um and I imagine she's having a great time.
0: Well, we've we've heard about her. I mean, even like it can't have been more than like two, three years ago I that we Rachel last was on heard the phone of...
1: to her. Not that long ago. Yeah,
0: so she's she's still alive and kicking, but. Um but has got absolutely no intention of coming back to no. Coronation Street. I mean, well, the
1: actress won't come back. Thelma
0: hasn't. She's, she's publicly criticised I don't know if they show. can ever
1: find somebody who looks exactly like her to come back no. and play her. It seems quite unlikely. Yeah.
0: So. <laughs> well, when, even when she left the show, there was a bit of a bad taste in her mouth because I mean she'd been thinking of leaving since 1995. And I, I think some people are under the impression that she was also a victim of Brian Park's axe um, or that she... She left because she was um, mad that he axed um, Peter Baldwin. But actually, she'd been thinking of leaving for a couple of years before she, she ended up going. Um, and, and, they, and they kept on persuading her to stay. Um, in, by the end of 96, she decided that that was going to be her last contract that she would sign. She asked the producers at the time not to kill her off. Um, and when Brian Park started at the show, and he realised that he would be losing Mavis as a character, he thought, "Well, I'm going to kill off Derek as well." Um, and on on his first day on the job, Brian Park revealed to Peter Baldwin, "Sorry, um, you're out." Can and you imagine Thelma was like, so so upset by this because she obviously felt in a on bit guilty.
1: First day in saying that to somebody.
0: Yeah, she she must have felt so guilty that her decision to leave has left Peter Baldwin without this without this job that he's been in for 20 odd years um so he he was killed off no it was was February March time I can't remember and then in May 1997 um it was yeah yeah 1997 it was revealed that um Thelma was also leaving um and and everyone thought she she was protesting
1: but she wasn't yeah
0: yeah she was gone by the end of the year and uh, like I said she has been fairly vocal in her criticism of the show since she's left a bit like Jean Alexander I was going to say this
1: reminds me of Jean
0: Alexander yeah I mean one of the interviews that she did last year um, she said um, "I I think the street when I was in it had this wonderful thing of comedy the comedy characters I don't watch it regularly now I occasionally have a look but I don't see much to laugh at now it's a shame um, they've asked me back two or three times, but I've said no because I feel I've packed Mavis away in a box. I don't think I'd know how to do her anyway. Maybe a good script would make me realise how I'd played the part. So even with that last line, shes it feels like she's I not completely straight. given up on the idea. Yeah. I would so love her to come back, even if it was for one episode, like we had with like Martin Can't
1: we have a couple of years ago. In? Well, yeah, we could, We're couldn't Like we? Emily did.
0: But, I mean, if they weren't going to do it for the 60th, then... I don't know. I mean, eventually, Rita's going to have a, a final episode. And it, I... I I mean, I don't, it depends whether... Is Rita going to go the same way as, like, Blanche and Betty, where she just isn't in it anymore and then is revealed that she's dead off screen? Or does she get a leaving episode? I think Barbara Knox is, like like William uh, Roach, has said that she'll carry on playing the part until she's she carried out in a coffin. Yeah. But if I imagine if Rita gets an actual goodbye episode, there is the... Very very small chance that yeah Mavis would revisit the street or or zoom in or something. I don't know. Just the fact that she sang a good script might might get her back, but the I think
1: like I I'm I've got this like weird um, hope in my mind that maybe in the future we could make stories where we can use computer generated versions of know whether I'd lie or not. No, that. I know I wouldn't really, but the the kind of the fantasy is that you could almost give endings to these characters that you know, a closure to some people because I know you like lo- you like it when you find out what happens to people, but I I found it really upsetting, you know, for example, when we found out Elsie died in a car crash and mm. you know, it just but As
0: far as we know, Mavis is living a happy, Id- yeah. idyllic life, and I'm, and there. If they were going to bring her back, there's the temptation that they're going to have some kind of seedy or unhappy story or something. I mean, you don't want her to go the same way as Beth Lynch did when they brought her back, did no, you? I know. But yeah, even I know, even I, just to say goodbye to Rita, I, think, I know, I'd I'd it, love it.
1: It, it. I tell you what, like here's the, here's the kind of like the the best compromise I can think of because you don't know whether um, Thelma Barlow is you know, able to come and do any acting. She's, you know, it was, yeah, she's, she's 90, 92. 92. The, the last thing But that... listen, um, why not have Rita's final scene, have her doing a Zoom call to, and you can see... Um, you can see Mavis on the screen. Mm. And she says, oh, I can't wait for you to come up, Rita. I'll see you soon.
0: That would be lovely. Even that, you just know, one a one, line. one one line, one scene with Mavis would just be absolutely perfect. It, that I mean, would it'd, be wonderful. It would be similar to Jack and Vera's final scenes, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah, Just reuniting this couple, this beloved couple. I mean, it, there was only, you know what, two years after Vera died, that Jack died? And this is 25 years later.
1: (laughs) And Uh, again, you're falling into the trap perhaps of doing what they did with Sharon last week where she launched into a big description of how Rita had wronged her 20 years ago that you really had to have seen at the time to get...
0: Mm. I don't. But know. I, I think, think Mavis
1: is a bit more of a of a bigger character. And oh, I think yes. Her legacy is slightly bigger than I than Sharon. I think people Sharon's.
0: would get it even if they haven't ever seen Mavis on right, the show. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but I mean, she she could do. It. I think I don't think she's acted in anything since 2016, where she was she was actually in this Oscar nominated and BAFTA award winning film called um, Florence Foster Jenkins. Um, and, and this was a this was a film that starred
1: oh, it wasn't that long ago Hugh then, Grant really? and
0: Meryl Street. No. I mean she was also was that
1: the music thing.
0: I, I I can't remember. I think I think it was. I think it was. I mean I've seen I also saw Thelma in an episode of Doctor Who. She was in um she was in an episode, she was like a secretary of this guy who was trying to find the secret of eternal youth or something. It was, was, a, that it was a Mark reboot? Gattis episode. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We we you you you've seen it with me. Um, she was also in an episode of murder most horrid which was wonderful um, program very very good program although it was in a, it is a late series episode of that it, i don't think it was much to write home about the episode well, you always complain Similar, about
1: things if they, they go along yes
0: i do well but sarah lancashire was also in if it wasn't it might have been that series of um murder most horrid she was in as well both of them after they left Corrie, one of the first things they did was murder most horrid and if i was just left a little bit disappointed
1: or seen murder most horrid i think you can find it on youtube it's so worth watching it's, it's a
0: very very dark, dark comedy.
1: comedy series with dawn french um and it's macabre, better known
0: for of and course. they're
1: all standalone episodes it's like an anthology show kind of like inside number nine but it's so, so always good. based around a murder and it's really really yeah. good
0: but I mean, she, she also she's also done like the midsummer murders she's done the royal uh, D- dinner ladies was Thelma's kind of biggest role i think since she left coronation street and that was a sitcom that ran between 98 and 2000 that was um victoria wood i think that did Dinner ages as well wasn't it i don't yeah. i think i watched the first couple of episodes and wasn't really into it i, love victoria I, wood. I, I, you don't, I don't like victoria, like victoria wood. wood i don't get on with her we so had no, this I, we had this discussion this, yeah. before um yeah but, so the last yeah
1: so she's um the last time she was in the news was last year talking about i don't think that i yeah
0: that was that was on the distinct nostalgia podcast that she was in that i would i'd love to be able to speak to Thelma on this podcast but um i think that would be a bit of a big ask so that that is a um a very thorough and comprehensive history of mavis really who um is unsurprisingly you know in lots of people's top tens top twenties of coronation street iconic characters ever and i I'm glad that we've finally been able to get round to having a good old chat about her on the podcast after so many years of her sitting in my list of characters that we really do still need to do. Yeah. And um, do, do you would you say that um, out of all the characters that you've been introduced to since revisiting Coronation Street, she's been up there as one of your?
1: There's quite a lot of stuff that it was interesting to see. Uh, having, I wish, I really wish I'd spent longer talking or thinking about what my preconceptions were of certain things before
0: we started yeah
1: because i can't now remember what i what i kind of thought of mavis mm. before you just hadn't seen her at all not had really you?
0: you knew that she was the other old woman who was in the cabin with with rita and she was you probably yeah. would have known that she was a bit dithery and i
1: don't even really think i would have thought that she was in the cabin to be honest really I
0: don't know. Yeah, I've it's kind of to... I've lost track of what I didn't know about Coronation Street before
1: we did before we, last year. Well,
0: yeah. Before for, there was there were certainly some characters that I had no idea about, but Mavis for me was I, I did enjoy her when she was first on um, because I started watching you know three years before she left, and and I think I liked her then. But um, it was it was brilliant being able to see you know the genesis of this character and um, you know, all all the. Back and forths and the the constant letdowns from uh, and Derek and everything that um characterised her time in the show in the seventies and eighties, um, oh, and either. all her other suitors as well, Jerry Booth, Victor Pendlebury. One of the things that um that Thelma said about Victor was that um apparently about she she yeah, she did a from her what? informal survey, thirty percent of viewers at the time wanted her to marry Derek. Thirty percent wanted her. Has said. This is what Thelma has said. Thirty percent of people wanted her to marry Victor, and forty percent didn't want her to marry any of them. I had no idea at the time, or what what the perception of them would have been at the time. But the fact that she was saying it was fairly equal of Derek versus Victor seems crazy to me because, you know, in hindsight, Derek clearly seems like the most obvious choice for her. But then maybe people for Victor were saying no. She needs somebody that's, you know, going to take charge and, you know, we give her a good life and, mm. and and have her retire off to Saddleworth, which maybe would have been nice for the for the character, but also forty percent of people saying no, don't marry either of them. That's just, crazy that's just as well. People
1: being contrary, isn't it?
0: Yeah.
1: I think probably the most famous thing about about the character. If you have not seen the show, is actually nothing at all to do with the character. And that is Les Dennis's impression of her for... Which we
0: alluded to at the beginning of this um, episode. Russ
1: Abbott's Madhouse, which was a... What was it? Like a comedy show. Yeah. Um, And Les Dennis is obviously a comedic performer who later went on to play Michael Rodwell in the show. Yeah. But he used to do an impression of Mavis... I don't
0: really
1: know. And I don't think she ever really said that. No, she
0: did. She We, we saw her say it. There was one Christmas episode. I know, but it wasn't she, like
1: a catchphrase, was no, it? No, it certainly
0: wasn't a catchphrase. It was a catchphrase for his caricature. And I'm pretty sure that Les Dennis coined the phrase, I don't really know, before Mavis said it on the show. Right, OK. But, but Thamil Barlow uh, said, um, suddenly everywhere I went, people were doing Mavis impersonations. There was no escaping it. <laughs> Little boys would shout it at me when I walked past. And once I was walking up Dean Street in Manchester in this huge grey articulated lorry slowed down next to me and a big burly trucker leaned out and shouted i don't really know at me in the most effeminate voice oh that wasn't effeminate. yeah you
1: did it possible voice.
0: that was that was my big burly trucker voice it was hilarious thelma says although i doubt mavis would have approved <laughs> it was really it, yeah it's funny and when michael rodwell's character was on coronation street so les dennis was um Was working there. I think they did a couple of skits. There was one where he did the ice bucket challenge. Do you remember? He was dressed up as Mavis, right? And 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 going, oh, I've got this nice bucket challenge. Look how nice my bucket is. (laughs) There was a few um double entendres and innuendos there.
1: He's great. Uh,
0: And also, there was a text Santa episode for the charity thing where. they went back in time or something and Mavis was played by Les Dennis as well. <laughs> it it was so funny, but um, yeah, I, I don't really know. Those those four words just, that, that's Mavis it to a T, isn't it? It kind of her
1: in, in like a really neat way where she's mm. just a dithery, um, indecisive, afraid of offending people kind of a person who doesn't really want to say her opinion in case you don't agree with it, you know? Mm. she's a mousy, downtrodden woman.
0: It's even like the, the really, and the I end. don't really know. Yeah, like, it's, it's even more well, indecisive. If you said, I
1: don't know, that's, you know, that's quite a powerful declaration of like, or you could kind of interpret that as saying, you know, leave me alone, I'm not interested in talking to you. But like, I, she's like saying, I want to tell you what I think, but I literally can't muster the thought in my head yeah. to have an opinion on this because I, I don't want... I don't want to, <laughs> to say the wrong thing. Yeah, basically.
0: yeah, brilliant, 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 and and Mavis and Rita just probably the ultimate
1: non-married
0: yeah. double yeah. act in Curry history. Really, I know that Rita and Norris also had there a great are a lot, partnership.
1: Sort of, the thing about Coronation Street is that in you know in the history of the show, there have been some really really fantastic duos of characters where it feels as though the actors and the characters had great chemistry together. But actually, Rita and Mavis, I don't know if they are the most famous pairing, but they really should be because they had such a complicated relationship and it went on for so long and it was so well observed. It really did feel like, you know, Mavis was that friend you get stuck with when you think you're the cool... Like, Rita always mm. thought she's the cool one. Well, yeah,
0: I mean, she's, she's you know, the lounge singer, isn't she? Yeah. She had the... And she could have had a showbiz this, career. With
1: this mousy square of a of a woman who basically sort of became her... You know Rita just collects family members, so mm. Mavis is like her sister, really, in, yeah. a, in a way.
0: I love them. I really, really love them together.
1: I just really... Yeah, there was... Because, so, like, there are times when you're on Rita's side too. Like, I've been saying, you know, Rita's a bitch and everything. She, she kind of did pick on Mavis and bully her a bit. But there are times when you're on Rita's side and you're like, yeah, God damn it, I couldn't cope with Mavis just, like, there going... Whoa, whoa, whoa.
0: Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> What a Corrie icon. What a
1: fantastically well-performed character by Thelma Barlow. What a fantastic um, icon of Coronation Street.
0: I, it makes me wonder like, whether we could have a character like her nowadays. Would she be seen as, you know, too weak? Because and... Cor- Corrie's all about, you know, the, the strong women, isn't she? And, and then Mavis it's just, she wasn't. She provides
1: the contrast, is not she, between,
0: yeah.
1: you know, Re- Rita versus Mavis is sort of, you know,
0: the mm. struggle yeah anyway yeah. she was all about the struggle right I think we're done that's an hour and a half of Mavis chat I think that's long enough Um, hopefully if you're listening to this and, do you uh, have
1: any memories of Mavis some memories have Mavis? been stirred yeah did that, did that make you remind, remind you of any times you watched it or what did you think of her do you remember her do you not know who she is has this made you want to seek out clips of her on YouTube perhaps I wonder if there's many know.
0: people who watched Mavis but just didn't get on with her because of such a uh, a mouse she was. Well,
1: this is the thing, you know, that there is always a danger of rewriting history when we do these character profiles and talk about how wonderful somebody was and how how well received they were because, you know, not everybody likes everything in the show mm-hmm. and I'm sure some people thought Mavis was really irritating and hated her.
0: Yeah, and, and, and maybe a bit naggy as well. One of the other quotes that I got here from Thelma was um, she said that Mavis came in as a mouse but ended up as a shrew because she just needed... He, because Derek just needed giddy-upping all the time and she yeah. was a li- She did get a little bit, you know, a bit knacky with it She got
1: kind of anxious with it in the same way that anyone with no power who's given authority or asked to be in charge of something... Mm. gets where she knows she shouldn't she's not really that's not her strength at all mm. but she's being forced into the situation of sort of managing his time and stuff
0: yeah, yeah definitely yeah. anyway i yeah, do do let us know if you've got any feedback and we'd love to hear it yes. because we are mavis fans here
1: at conversation street on twitter Car- Car- conversation street. on twitter what did i say you
0: said conversation street i'm not gonna get there with that
1: oh um facebook we're on that's we on are. youtube we're on all over the place all
0: over conversation stream. we not on gmail. tiktok com. and we're not, we on not.
1: snapchat because I don't get it
0: no don't really. i don't really get it <laughs> um
1: mavis wouldn't be on tiktok or snapchat absolutely mavis not. would be on facebook going
0: she'd still be on friends reunited
1: she'd be on facebook saying i oh, don't know about that maxi <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, we're done. Thank you for listening, everybody. Hope you enjoyed this. Sorry we were late uh, a week late in doing this character profile. We did need to upload it last week, but life just got in the way. There's
1: life to live.
0: There certainly is. Um, <laughs> see you next time for more Conversation Street. Chat. Ta ra! <laughs>